Three, two, one. That's right. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast, a recording of the experiences, past and present of everyday people. Yes, indeed. And, 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 and now, here's your host, the one, the only, Asher Chua. Hey, welcome to the podcast, Chance. Hey, man, I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. I always like to ask this question to start the episode. Who do you say you are? Man, that's a good question. Honestly, in my personal life, I've been just trying to figure that out. I've been going through a lot of different <laughs> different things. But honestly, man, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I'm a father of an amazing daughter. I got an amazing wife. And uh, really, right now, I'm, I'm just an entrepreneur. I'm just somebody out here trying to make my own wave and uh, try to take care of my family and live a legacy. Awesome. It's it's funny. I feel like I've got a, a theme going on and, and that, that might explain part of the reason of how I connected with you and uh, just being people of the same faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's it's definitely something that changed. I, I grew up in like a Christian household, but man, we didn't like, we weren't, I don't know. Once I got out of the house, I didn't follow the, the ways of Christ. But man, I chased money long enough. I chased success long enough. And there's that God-sized hole in the middle of my heart that I had to just one day turn back and say, hey, it's it's on you, God, and the rest will figure it out. Prodigal son returns. <laughs> yes, sir. So I guess what, can you kind of walk me through that, like how how and where you grew up and what kind of brought you back into your faith? Yeah, man. So I grew up, I like to call it small town, middle of nowhere, Illinois. So about an hour or so south of Chicago and uh, man in the middle of the cornfields. So just a small town, hometown, less than a thousand people. I grew up outside of that town, just in 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 the country country living and uh pretty much like every kid that grows up in the middle of nowhere i wanted to move to the big city i wanted to see all kinds of stuff i was blessed because my mom was a travel agent so i got to travel a lot as a kid i got to go over to europe go to the bahamas we went to disney like every year for like 13 years because she got free tickets and stuff so i got to see a lot but as soon as i got done i went to community college for two years and got an ag business degree and um, didn't use it at all. I just was like, okay, I found out about making money online, got super excited. And that's kind of when I went on my journey, me and my now wife, fiance at the time, we lived in a new state for every uh, for an, an entire year, we just hopped state to state to state living out of Airbnbs doing the online money thing. I was doing a uh, currency trading at the time, some affiliate marketing, some network marketing, some different type of stuff like that. And um, man, really kind of kind of hit it big. I got I, I hit my goals. We ended up moving out to Miami. We got the, you know, the big 41st floor apartment right on the ocean, everything we really wanted. And honestly, man, that's that's when I I was the most depressed I'd ever been in my life because I was 22, 23 at the time. And I'd like accomplished all my goals. I was like sitting, you know, we had this amazing view, 41st floor, and I'd go out there and like just look off the balcony and be like, is this it? You know, like we'd see yachts going by and this like all the time. And I'm like, is this really what I'm living for? I'm living to, oh, I want to go get a yacht or I want to, oh, there's like two floors above me. I just wish I was in the penthouse. Like, you know, I was like just living that life and and looking for that desire from that kind of stuff. And it never fulfilled me. So luckily I had a, a decent circle of highly successful people, people who made 
10x what I made, but they uh, they got me to go back to church. And I started going to church and I was baptized Christmas Eve in the ocean that year. And um, man, it, it kind of changed everything. And it's funny because a lot of people think, oh, you got baptized, everything got great. No, it got horrible. <laughs> I got into a deep depression, very unsatisfied, very frustrated. And to the point where I left Miami, we went out to Denver for about a year and um, man, I just got deep into reading my Bible. I got deep into a church out there that I really connected with a lot of different people and really just kind of expanded myself, started looking for different things. And then uh, long story short, ended up moving out here to Missouri, finding a nice little plot of land for me and my wife. We have started our homestead out here, turned that into our now ranch. And we're starting to do the direct to consumer thing with our meats and uh man, just completely flipped my life upside down. Some people, I kind of went ghost on social media and stuff for about two years while I was trying to figure out my life. Mm -hmm. And uh, people like when I popped back up, they're like, what? I thought you were this Miami guy. And I was like vegan at the time and all this other <laughs> stuff. And now I'm like on a homestead, raising animals, eating meat, barbecuing. And uh, man, so yeah, it, it was a crazy journey. But Thank God he uh, he put me on the right path. And we just had our daughter nine months ago. She just was nine months like this week. So, man, it's it's been a complete 180, but I'm loving every day. Wow. Uh, that's an amazing journey. I yeah, guess it's, it's been something for sure. Yeah. I mean, during that, it seems like it, a lot of people have the the same type of journey, so to speak, like we're all chasing something. And even yeah. with like within the last few years, it seems like we've been forced to really reset and rethink like, okay, why am I doing what I'm doing? Like, yeah. have you like in doing that for yourself and being where you're at now, like, have you kind of wrapped your mind around what, what it was that you were chasing and why it was valid versus just like saying, Oh, I, I was just, I was just out there doing this because it's like when, when you're in it, when you're, you're chasing what you're chasing, it's not evident that it's not the right thing to chase. Otherwise you wouldn't be exactly. chasing it. Yeah, man, exactly. I was chasing notoriety, honestly. Like um, I, I wanted to be famous, you know, and I got to, I got to speak on stages. I think the biggest stage I spoke on was in front of like 30, 40,000 people and was speaking on stages consistently of a couple thousand. And that's, that's what I thought I wanted. I wanted everyone to know who I was and I wanted to be this big hot shot and all this other stuff. Um, but I realized that it wasn't fulfilling, you know, it like it felt good in the moment. But like at the end of the day, it wasn't this like, man, it wasn't that fulfilling thing that I could like, this is what I want my daughter to see me doing, you know, kind of thing. It was like, I don't want her to think that she's got to come out here and impress other people to be happy. And then when I started looking at myself from that lens, I'm like, why are you I was living my life for other people. I moved to Miami because I knew it looked good on Instagram. I got the apartment because I knew I could flex when I hit that button and those curtains automatically went up and that could show off that view. <laughs> That's what I was doing it for. I was doing it to flex. Um, so honestly, like, and yeah, at the time, you know, it's like, oh, I want money. I want generational wealth. I, I knew all the buzzwords that I had, I should be saying. But in reality, bro, I just wanted to flex on everybody. I wanted to show everyone I was better than them. I was because I got hated on a lot. I, You know, a lot of people do when they go on the entrepreneurial journey. I had a lot of friends in college and they're like, bro, why are you doing this kind of stuff? You're never going to be successful. So once I got successful, I was like, I'm the best. You know, I wanted to just show off. But yeah, yeah that, that only lasts so long. Yeah, I, I appreciate your honesty in that because it's like I mean being on the outside looking back so to speak now and, and just seeing like people that where were you're at and seeing people that are doing what you are doing like what what's that how does that look like to you now man uh 
whoo, I smile and nod. <laughs> I just smile and nod because I know like, man, it's, it's for some people. Don't get me wrong. Like some people, that's, that's what they want. That's what fulfills them. Man, I'm just as happy sitting in the middle of the woods in a deer stand all by myself. Like, you know, that just, that gives me that same type of happiness now. So when I see other people doing it, like some people, like, you know, they'll reach out to me and I'll be honest, I don't lie to nobody. I, I'm a pretty straight shooter and I'll tell people, I'm like, yo, I did that. I, I look for my fulfillment there. I always point them to the book of John and the Bible. I'm like, hey, go read this book. I bet it'll change your life if you really take it seriously. And, um, you know, it's one of those things that if we're going to be followers of Christ, we can't be all about ourselves. You know, I still, you know, so recently I got back into social media because we started our direct to consumer ranch business and mm -hmm. social media is the best way to market, love it or hate it. Like if you want to reach people, you got to go on social media. So I kind of got back into doing that kind of stuff, but it's not focused on me before when I was doing it the first time is like, look how cool I am. Look at how I'm so great. Now it's more like, Look at my quality product. Look at the look at the um, you know the business I'm growing. Look at the goals we have. Look at what we're doing to try to you know better the environment, better our local community, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, man, when I talk to other people, I just I share my story. And uh, some people, you know, I just like I said, smile and nod. <laughs> I unfollow some people and just have to uh, you know people are gonna figure it out. And hey, man, if that's if that's the way you want to live life, I know people still today that were my friends when I was in Miami, they're doing the same thing today. And they're loving their life and all power to you. If you're doing what you love, if you're waking up, you're happy, you're excited every single day. I went through a point where I didn't want to get out of bed in the morning, I didn't want to get up and go. And I was, I was the type of guy that I would sleep in as much as I possibly could just because I didn't want to live my life. And like, now I'm the kind of guy that's like, I'm up at 6am every day ready to live life. And as long as you're in that position, I can't hate on you, you know, if that's what you love to do. And if that's how you love to live your life, I mean, go for it. But if, if you're just flexing and just fronting, I try to tell people like, hey, there's a better way. That's awesome, man. I, I, I like the respect that you give people because it's like, Hey, I, I did that too. So it's, mm -hmm. it's not, I'm not going to sit back and just judge you because exactly. for, for me growing up in the similar Christian background and, and kind of seeing how people say you should live, there's always this undertone or overtone, so to speak, that's like, yeah, we're better than the world because this is how we live. And it's like, mm -hmm. okay, like, let me know how, how great you live, how miserable you are. You're always complaining about this. You can't afford this. You can't afford that. And it's like, just that, that dichotomy at times was kind of weird because it's like, you can, you can find your fulfillment in material things, or you can say you find your fulfillment in your faith, but at the same time, you can lie to yourself, whatever you choose, and you can just like put on a, a mask, so to speak, and oh, just yeah. kind of be like, oh yeah, this, this is the life I'm living. But like growing as a person, it's good to see that like you have a, a better picture of yourself and it kind of helps you to do something for someone else. And not hold that like bitterness of like what was done to you or the resentment of just like, oh, wait till, wait till I show them like they don't know. They don't yeah, know. Man. Just... And you want to know the craziest thing and this is for everybody out there who like gets that point. I was flexing on every like, I mean, I was way more successful than any of those people that I was trying to like one up. Not one of them cared. Not one of them. Like, you know, I was living this whole facade that I was trying to just flex on everybody and none of those people cared. 
And, you know, that's one of those things I think a lot of us, we, we get to this point where we think, well, everyone's got their eyes on me. I got to do this. I got to do that. And it's like, man, everyone's so busy living their own life. And when you talk about like the, you know, what a lot of people would say, the judgment of Christians and stuff. And I, I would say like, man, the Bible is right. It is the way to live life. Like if you go through the Bible and you look through history, if you follow the principles of the Bible, the society, your family, your community, everything works better. But if we're going to come here and lie and say, well, we're perfect people. It's like Jesus was the only perfect person. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. We're all just trying to get better. And if we can just come and agree that, okay, these principles are right. These principles are how we should be living our life. But none of us out here are too good to say like, oh, I don't mess up. I don't fall short. You know, I fall, I fall short every day. I don't read my Bible as much as I should. I, I sometimes let cuss words slip and stuff. I'm trying to get better, but man, it, it happens sometimes, you know? So it's just one of those things that I think a lot of Christians kind of get to this point of like, we have to be better. And it's like, if we were the best, why Jesus come to this earth? Why, why would we have him why did he go to the cross and die for our sins if we don't, don't sin? Like, it doesn't even make sense. Yeah, I guess it, to to that point about the um, the way you present and just being honest about who it is that you are. I, I think one of the things that you said, speaking on the principles that are found within within the text, it's that I've heard different people speak about whether they were religious or not religious or maybe agnostic, but they still acknowledge like the wisdom that you you may found you may find in the text and just saying that someone that was a historian or like a history professor would read the Bible like a history book. Someone that yeah. was a mechanic per se, they would read it like a mechanic's manual or someone that's a cook, they would read it like a cookbook or and just seeing that there's different perspectives that you can come at it from, but still you can pull out similar lessons. I, I, I find that to be very cool. And that that's one of the things for me that kind of helped open me up to be like, okay, like everything isn't always dogmatic in a sense. It's like, I, I can be dogmatic in my discipline, but at the same time, I have to allow room for like learning, room for growth. I have to- yeah let room be in there for someone to actually challenge me on something and just be like, Oh, I don't know. Like mm -hmm. I, I can be wrong <laughs> a lot of yeah. times and just be like, Oh, that's okay. That that's why I'm human. Like I'm not God. It's like, okay. Right. Like I, I can chill. And when I look at somebody, they don't have to feel this like overwhelming sense of like, why are you judging me? And I'm like, I didn't even say anything to you. Yeah. And man, that's one thing. That's why they call it the living word, right? Because I mean, it just depends on where you're at in your life. I mean, I've read the same, the same, I like the book of John's my favorite book in the Bible, because that's the one that really got me introduced to who Jesus really was as a man, because we all get this fairy tale idea of who Jesus was. And you read the book, and you're like, dang, this, this was a real man, but he was also a sinless man. Uh, but it's crazy how like, when things in life change, like when I read it in Miami, it meant way different than when I read it now with a daughter, you know, it's like, like as your life changes and as things change in your life, it's so cool. And then, you know, the one thing I think too, that I struggled with for a while, really in the kind of that time when I went ghost from social media and I was really trying to figure out my life. Cause like I had lived my life up to that point, chasing money and success. And then I was like, oh, well, like I need to put God first and I'm not going to worry about money and success. But then I realized God wired me to be a successful human being. Like I was, I just, <laughs> you can ask my wife, man, I just wasn't the nicest person. I was frustrated. I was angry. I was not getting out of bed in the morning because man, I'm wired to chase things down. And 
so happens in this society. Yes, I'm trying to bring people to Jesus. I'm trying to share the word. I, you know, I, I teach uh, the youth group. I, me and my wife lead the youth group at our church. So we're we're constantly working in that way. But man, in the society we live, money is a man. It's a tool, and it's one of those things that I had to get that through my head and really get to a point where I was like, okay, I it's okay as long as that money's second to God. It's not over God, but it's okay to go after things in my career because the Bible says not to be lazy. The Bible says to work hard to take care of your family and leave generational wealth. And it's like, I'm not going to do that if I just give up my entrepreneurial desires and go work as a janitor. And you know, that like, it's just not going to work. And you know, it's that's, that was just something for me that I really struggled with for a while. But luckily, I finally got to that point where I was okay, being who God made me to be, and then going out and being my very best in every situation. I like that. I, I guess, how, how did your definition for success change just through those phases of like what you were going after coming out of high school going the entrepreneur route moving to Miami hitting all the all the states maybe all 50 maybe not but like how did that target of what success means so to speak change for you so I mean coming out of coming out of school and going like because we didn't go to all 50 states I've been to like dang near every state I think like Maine is like oh that way is like the only place I haven't been I got a map over here that's what I was staring at I was kind of looking at all the and like yeah I've been to almost all of them but um even Alaska Alaska is amazing but we didn't that was that was on a cruise um but man it it was all a number to me. Like when, when I was coming out of school, I was like, I want to be a billionaire. Like, I just want to be a billionaire. And it was like, it was such a foreign concept. Like now I realize, like, yo, you got a couple million, you're set. I mean, if you make more than 400 K a year, you're in the top 1% of Americans. And it's like, even making what most minimum wage people make in America, we're top 1% in the world. So, you know, when I was at that point where I was just grinding for this magical number and I thought like, man, I thought getting an exotic car, like would make me cool. And I all get all these, all these things. And they're just all these weird material things. Um, So my definition of success transition to what will my daughter have? You know, what, what will she have? How can I set her up? How can I build a legacy? So um, how can I build something that's going to outlive me? And that was never my, like, and when I was coming out of school, it was like, how can I live my life to the fullest? And I think that's one reason, like having children definitely makes you think longer because you're like, she's going to outlive me. Oh man, what's that mean for her? Um, So it's one of those things that I really changed my definition of success to how can I really create that legacy? So now for me, that's like buying land. I want to own a, I want to own 2000 acres. I still have a number because like, man, in the, in the grand scheme of things, it's okay to have numbers on things. It's okay to have goals that we're chasing, but like it's land, it's um different things. Like how can I impact as many people as possible? One of my goals down the road is to become a pastor. And one of my goals with being a pastor is I don't want to take a single penny from the church. Um, one of my people that I really look up to is Phil Robertson from uh, a lot of people know him from duck dynasty. Um, mm-hmm. but they made the duck commander duck calls and stuff that's who I model my beard after (laughs) but (laughs) you know he has a he runs a church that he goes every Sunday he preaches he does his thing he doesn't take a single penny he pays for everything out of his pocket and you know listening to him talk it's like he didn't do that when he, he he was dead broke. He was a teacher. Then he was broke. He was living as a fisherman and he had to do all these things. But now he's at that point where he built his business. He has his generational wealth. He's a multimillionaire. And now he can do what God put him on this planet to do. And he's doing it at a great scale. So it's kind of one of those things that I also realized, like, 
I have time. You know, as a young person, we're like, I got to have it tomorrow. Like, if I don't have it in six months, I'm a failure. And now I'm like, now, like one thing I heard that that totally changed my mindset on, on goals and vision is like, um, if you look at Japan, Japan's actually one of the countries that they have the oldest businesses, the oldest, most successful businesses are out in Japan, like they're hundreds of years old. And the difference between American business and J Japanese businesses is in America, a short term business my, like plan is one year. In Japan, it's 20 years. So it's just a changing of perspective. So now. Now I started change like that. Now I, I still, I, I got a 10 year goal because man, 20 years, I got a 10, 20, 50 year goal now, instead of like a one month, three month, six month goal. So like really shifting those goals. And then once you realize what you can do over a compounded amount of time, man, it, it allows you to really set those goals high. And then when you take yourself out of it and not like, how can this help me, but how can I really live a legacy? I mean, instead of like another example, instead of trying to make a billion dollars like I wanted to do, now I want to employ a thousand people. You know, that's just a completely different mindset to like go out and actually, I want to pay a thousand people salary so they can take care of their families. Like that's a whole different thought process. And like, I just want money in the bank account. So that's kind of how I shifted it. I like that. And I, I guess to stay on that shifting of your mindset, like how did you how did you get to that mindset before your daughter was born? Or even how did yeah. you even get to the decision of like, I want to have a daughter. I want mm -hmm. to, I want to have a child to like, like, of course, like you met your fiance or like you got into a relationship and you decided like, okay, like I want this thing to go further. I want to pursue marriage. I want to have a child. Like, can you kind of walk me through that process? Like what, what yeah. that was like for you and like why that shifted your, your thought mm -hmm. process? Yeah, man. So honestly, like <laughs> I, me and my uh, wife, we've been together since high school. So she was with me through the ups and downs. She's, you know, was with me through everything. And we got married, like while we were out in Miami, we actually went out to down to Mexico, had a, you know, at the all-inclusive resort. It was, it was amazing. Um, But, uh, but we didn't want kids, you know, just straight up. And it was once we found God, once we realized like, cause like, how can you say you want generational wealth, but you don't want kids, you know, it's like, like, what's the generational wealth going to do? Um, so it kind of got to this point where that mindset shift happened is honestly, is reading the Bible. I hate reading. I hate reading with a passion. I know successful people read. I'm just like, I was the kid. I didn't read a book in my entire high school career. I didn't read a book in college. I, you know, I, I'm an audiobook fan though. So like once I found out about Audible and then the Bible app, it, it'll, you can click play on the Bible app and it'll read it to you. So <laughs> yeah. I, I turned into the guy who was just straight audios 24 seven while I was doing things, while I was working, while I was going on hikes, because man, I love Colorado. If Colorado had cheaper land price, you might still see me out there. But man, it's just so expensive. The cost of living for what I can do out here in Missouri is I can buy 5x the land for what I could buy out there. But the mountains, man, we go out on hikes, you just you could just walk around out there. And I just always have headphones and listen to audiobooks. And the more I learned about how like, my role as a, as a man, you know, that that was really the thing is like, I didn't, I, <laughs> I didn't know what being a man meant. 
I was like a little boy that just wanted success. And when I realized like what being a man meant that I wanted to have these responsibilities and I wanted to be able to teach the next generation and I wanted to be able to raise the next generation. And um, so kind of going through that shift, it was really just getting to the point where I was like, all right, life, <laughs> life is more than just uh, just what me and my wife are doing right now. So we had and then luckily I have people in my life who started having kids. <laughs> so I wasn't the first one in my friend circle to start having kids. So actually one of my best man in my wedding, they had their kid a year before us. And like once I saw him with the kid and once I saw like how his start, his mindset started to change and stuff. And I was like, dang, like, I feel like this is what we need. And then I'll tell you what, anyone who doesn't have a kid out there, as soon as she came into the world, yeah, everything changes because that long term perspective change, the the responsibilities of like, oh, the guy she's going to marry is most likely the closest representation of me. And that scared the crap out of me. I mean, the nine months of pregnancy, I was freaking out when she showed up, I was freaking out. And even today, I'm like, I'm still freaking out. Like, I'm still trying to make sure I'm the best man I can be. And when it gets into that perspective, and it's not like, I obviously, I want the money in the bank account. And I want to make sure she has like, she's taken care of, and we don't have to struggle for food and stuff. But on the flip side, I want her to make sure that when she sees what kind of man she's going to marry, is someone that's going to treat her with respect. It's someone that's going to always be there and care for her. It's someone that's going to truly love her and take care of her. And, and that makes me have to be more of a better husband to my wife because she's got to see it every single day. So it was one of those things that I knew there was something missing that was like in my growth curve. Cause it was like, you know, you're going on this growth journey. We're all on our growth journeys. We're all going, we're chasing our goals. We're trying to be better. But I knew like there had to be something more than just this like little financial thing. And then, man, if you read the Bible, it's pretty clear that we're supposed to have children. Like it's just part of the process. And um, not everybody, some people are called not to, not to be married and stuff, but um, it just seemed like the, the, the right thing to do. And I'll tell you what, ever, ever since we've had her, it, it does force you to grow and it forces you to grow in the right ways and not just like, oh, how can I make an extra hundred bucks? You know, it's like, the, and when you shift that mindset from how can I make an extra hundred bucks to how can I leave her a hundred thousand dollars? Like, you know, that, that shift is definitely, uh, definitely was needed. Man, as you, as you continue to speak, you just keep bringing up great points and I'm like, man, okay, I got to know more about that. But I, I like what you said about how, when your, your friend group and the circle that you kept around you from the time that you were chasing, like the material success, or just like, you wanted that notoriety, you wanted people to know like, Hey, look at me, I matter too. But seeing that the people that were closest to you working with you, their lives were also changing and kind of having that admiration for them that kind of helped you be like, okay, like this is, is something tangible. It's not just like, okay, now I'm just going to do a complete 180 and flip the script. <laughs> it's like, yeah. whoa, 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 what are you, what are you doing? And also like the fact that you, you kind of blocked off social media to take the time to figure out like, okay, where is it that I'm trying to go? Like, is this going to work in the way that I want it to work? I, I think those those two things are really commendable. Thanks, man. And I'll be honest, I was terrified to get back on social media. Like I was, because like, 
because I was so different. Like, I mean, so I've always been overweight, you know, it's something that I've struggled with my whole life. So, you know, I, I fell for the propaganda on the vegan stuff. And I was like, I was vegan for two years. And, um, you know, and so like, literally, I was like building my brand about being this vegan entrepreneur. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to be this, this cattle raising ranch deer hunting outdoorsman, like what? But the funniest part about it is that like, through that shift, it's like the same things still apply. A lot of the things about the whole vegan stuff and for anybody out there considering it, um, it's great for a couple months. It's great for honestly the first year, year and a half, but then you, you realize your body's missing a lot of key nutrients from the meat. And I loved meat. I, there's that I did not give it up because I didn't like meat. I get, I went vegan solely because I thought I could get skinny and I did. Um, but then I was losing energy and stuff and it works for some people, but, um, man, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Can, yeah sorry i got distracted on the no you're you're good you're good it, yeah so wh where were we going with that i apologize no you're you're just talking about like just the influence of your your friend group and also oh, yeah, just seeing circle. like where yeah yeah let, let me talk on that real quick because i mean that's something that i've always focused on luckily i had good mentors coming out of uh coming out of school in in the business world i found really good mentors that taught me about success and then you know i listened to probably the same people a lot of entrepreneurs listen to Gary V is one of my number one people that I I actually quit listening to Gary V for a while and then like I still come back like <laughs> just because he puts out so much content I just kind of yeah. jump in and out of his stuff when I need it um get you a hit of, of Gary circle yeah definitely um but uh but yeah so having that circle around you but also just having people in your life that you know you can trust what they're saying in certain areas so I'd actually be like, if if someone would, most people would say this is like, oh, Chance, you're you're kind of rude for saying what I'm about to say. But honestly, I don't give a crap what anybody says to me if it's not their expertise. Like if I'm if I want to know something about money and you're broke and you're giving me advice, I don't care. But that same person could give me advice about being a parent and they got three amazing kids and they're, you know, have a great godly household. I'll listen to every single word they say. And it's something that I had to learn over time that not everybody's an expert in everything. So I really have over the past few years really focused on creating a circle around me of people that are great in certain things. I mean, I got business friends that are multi, multi-millionaires. They've done it in real estate. They've done it in all kinds of different businesses. And if I got a question, boom, I can pick up the phone, call them, and I can ask them about it. I got the same people that, you know, if I have a, a, a problem with my me and my wife, we can't agree on something, I can call them up and I can get, you know, marriage advice, <laughs> raising kids, lots of questions when it comes to raising kids. So same thing. So definitely for everyone listening out there, I'd strongly suggest to take a look at this circle that you have around you um, because it is a director. I mean, it's going to show you where you're going to go good, bad, or indifferent. And when I was in Miami, I had a great circle around me, but we were all money hungry. I mean, the, a lot of them were single at the time or like maybe they were like had a, had a girlfriend or whatever, but like it was just, we we're a money hungry <laughs> group of men and we were just going to get that money. Um, so it's one of those things where that actually wasn't good for me to a certain point. It was great for my business career, but it wasn't great for my spiritual life. It wasn't great for my relationship. Um, so there's a lot of things that I had to learn with my circle that not only do I have to keep successful people in my circle, but I have to realize that success isn't just defined by your bank account. And when you start looking at people and like, I'll be honest and people are like, you're judgy. It's like, yeah, I judge people. I judge people on what are you good at? 
where are you successful and why should I listen to you? Because when you're young and just getting started, or maybe if you're not even young, but you haven't had success, like you kind of listen to everybody. Like, like <laughs> my parents are probably never going to listen to this podcast, but man, like my parents told me not to do anything business related. Like they're like, go get a job. And yeah. I was like, no, <laughs> was this before or after you got your business degree? Oh, uh, this was like, it was while I was getting my business degree. So they're like, wow. yo, you should just go get a job. Just go the safe route. Like they actually made me finish college. I was going to drop out, but they're like, you got a scholarship. You only have like one semester left. And I was like, fine, I'll finish it. But, um, but is it was one of those things where they weren't very, supportive in the beginning fast forward to now they're like some of my biggest fans and they're but it's so funny how people do come around but it's one of those things that if you don't believe in yourself and if you're not that person that's gonna run forward those people who are in your ear man they can they can talk you out of great decisions you know i think it's pretty famous saying of like the best thing you can do with a great idea is tell it to a broke mind or tell it to someone who's who's not ready to hear it and you're going to be in that position where you you share this great idea. And they're like, yeah, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Like I come out here and I'm in Missouri. I'm in cattle country. And there's a lot of old cattle farmers out here that, I mean, they don't even know how to turn on a computer. And they're like, you're going to sell beef on the Internet. And you're going to ship it across the country. You're you're insane. And I'm like, absolutely. Yes, I am. Thank you very much. And we're out here doing it. You know, so it's one of those things that if I would just listen to them, if I would have just taken their word at face value, I wouldn't be building the business I'm currently building. So it's one of those things that and I mean, we're doing it with success. I have I have customers. We have people ordering. We're, we're sending out shipments next month. And, um, you know, that's it's one of those things that for, for everyone listening, you know, find those people in your life that you can trust in those areas. And then don't be afraid to lean on them. I think one of the most one of the biggest problems I had in the beginning is I was afraid to ask for help because I thought it meant I fell short somehow. But in reality, man, we all need help. And the most successful people, like obviously there's going to be like, we talked about Gary Vee a little bit before. Gary Vee might not answer your message. Like he puts out content so you can get his help. But if you have real people in your life, don't be afraid to ask for help because most successful people are going to want to help you if they have the time. And I, I love that. And you really just spoke to the heart of why I'm doing the podcast and, and having guests like yourself on because it's like just re really bringing a point to that emphasis on focusing on the people that are in your life in your environment and your community in your circle because too many times it's you can look outside to someone that's ideal which you should because it's like part of the even like being a christian reading the story of christ like this is the sinless person like this is something to aim towards and it's like you see people like a gary v you want to aim to become like someone like that that's putting their all into just striving to do the very best at what they can do but at mm -hmm. the same time you don't want to turn your your admiration for someone to be like a worship for them so to speak because then it's like you lose yourself in the picture and then it's like you you kind of just you see yourself as less than and in the same time it, it's like a, it's a weird maybe it's not a weird play but I, I think it's like a happy dance you have to you have to manage because it's like in the sense of like wanting to flex so to speak it's like you want people to know that you matter and you have you have to believe that you matter and it's like for that once you believe that you matter you notice that other people have some value to them 
And it's like, if you value other people, then you might be more inclined to engage with other people. But it's like, if you just, if you're of the mindset of like, F the world, I'm just going to do me. It's like, it might work. But a lot of times you see the damage that's kind of left behind and just like, okay, like, yeah, this guy was a trailblazer. And it's like, depending on what trail you're blazing, you you could be leaving a lot of bodies and brokenness in, in the wake of that. Or you could really blaze a trail and create a town, create a business or create something that does something for other people around you. It's like you're better off being a part of a community or or having people in your circle that really help you become who you are or really shine as a reflection to be like, okay, this is who you are. And like you're looking in the mirror and it's like, okay, no, I'm I'm, like if you're if you're going in the wrong direction, somebody can check you and be like, hey, but it's like if you have good news or sad news or something, people can be like, hey, come come here, like just bring it in. And it's it's you, you get a little bit of everything in there and it's not always just like we're celebrating today like oh shoot like everything just throw it all away pack it we're, we're done like that's it end of business it's like you you gotta have life in in your life as you're living it yeah man and i mean a couple of things you touched on there that i that i really like but the idolizing of anybody is is very bad um because man i've I've met my idols almost all my idols i've met um outside of a few like super super highly successful people like i haven't met gary v yet but like in my career there's people who i really really looked up to and some i met became really good friends with and they're amazing people some i met and was so disappointed that i was like oh this is all a front for you like you're a different person on social media and on stage than you are behind the scenes you know so that's one of those things that i always tell people is like don't put anybody on a on a on this big pedestal look at what they're doing find out so i'm big on like i will tear apart people's lives and say what are you good at And then what can I take from that? The same thing like on who I have in my circle is the same thing on people on social media. Like one person, Grant Cardone. I mean, he's a guy that so a lot of people, it's like a love hate with him. And like, I like a lot of his stuff. Do I love all of his stuff? Absolutely not. Do I implement all of his stuff? Absolutely not. But do I take good value from him? Absolutely. And that's one thing that I would strongly suggest with everybody. Don't put anybody on that pedestal. And another thing you kind of touched on, and I think, yeah, Gary Vee, I'm pretty sure says this is like, especially for the entrepreneurs out there, we all have a choice. You either get to you, you, we're all on this goal that we want to build a big building. So we can either build the biggest building in town, or we can try to tear everybody else's building down. So ours is bigger. And I think as entrepreneurs, especially new entrepreneurs, we think that, well, if I could just tear down the five closest buildings to me, then I'll have the biggest one. Then I can build mine a little bigger. And in reality, if you just focus on what you're doing and you just focus on the growth that you can make, that's something that's really helped me in my my career and all my different man like i always tell people like if there's a way to make money online i've tried it like i've tried literally everything and i got a few things that i stuck with a few things that really did work for me um but i never i, I had to get to that point because in the beginning of my career i just tore everything down like i was just a savage just like all i care about is winning i will i will burn people i will burn every bridge i can as long as that means i'm going to be successful on the other side and then i turned around and realized i was on an island all by myself with all these burnt bridges and i was like what the heck <laughs> so you know luckily i had a couple like i said a couple mentors who who i didn't burn the bridge and then they mm-hmm. they taught me how to build them back uh but but yeah that's just a couple things on what you were saying there that i definitely want people to to be thinking about when they're going forward in their career cuz that stuff helped me a lot and i like that i like that what 
what's um what's 2022 been like for you what what's this year been like it, it seems like a lot of the the changes that you've had have been like very recent yeah man um so i left i left miami 2018 2019 i spent it out in denver then like right before covid and all that kind of stuff happened is when like i really we started moving out here and i started shifting but 2022 has been just a year of change and a year of really locking in kind of like what I said earlier. So that that whole thing about the Japanese businesses and the long term model, that is something I really I heard a while ago, but I, I heard it again. And I was like, yo, Chance, this is you have to take this seriously because I just our daughter was born in November of 2021. So, you know, just going into the new year this year. And there's a lot of that, like, OK, everything changes, you know, not only my schedule changes, but then like when I started looking and changing my goals and changing my outlook, then my businesses started to change. I started to shift my focus from different businesses to the long term plays. I started looking into different directions on what can I do as an entrepreneur to really create some sense of stability, but also some sense of like, man, I, I also found out I love chasing things, you know? So I got to a point in this year where I got complacent, probably like April, May kind of time, right before I really launched the range full speed and stuff, because I was just good. You know, I was like, man, everything is good. I got everything I want. This is all good. And I just kind of got to that place where I got lazy. And I realized that's kind of when I had that. I actually had a couple um, pretty good conversations with my wife and then a couple of people at church about the idea of like, can I be a good Christian and chase money? And that's when I had to change the definition is I'm not chasing money. I'm creating a legacy. And when I realized that, I mean, that's I've spent this entire year really refocusing my my output so that it can really do what I need to do. So, you know, we started the ranch in uh, we we had like the homestead, like <laughs> homestead if, for people out there that don't know the difference. Like, Chance, why do you say homestead and ranch? Homesteads cost money. That's a hobby. Um, all you do is you just spend so much money on feed and fence and all this other stuff. Yeah. A ranch, our goal is to make money. That's a big difference. Um, but since we started that, that kind of gave my my passion a, a respark. Then I got into social media again. Um, man, I learned about TikTok. I wasn't even on TikTok at the beginning of the year. Um, but then I learned about short form video content. I call it social media 2.0. I mean, because reels and Facebook and YouTube shorts, all that kind of stuff. And man, I fell in love. I was like, this is great. This is this is the best kind of content ever because I'd done in the past vlogs and I'd done all kinds of different stuff. But I was like, this is perfect. I can I can make 15 to 30 second content easy, <laughs> but it's the best. So once I started to get into that, it really started to open my mind to, okay, let's, let's build something that can last with the ranch. And then now I'm kind of getting into that second wave of, okay, how do I really scale something long-term? Like I said, my goal now is like that 2,000 acres. And again, if, if I got if I had a thousand acres, I'd be grateful. I got 13 acres right now. So we got a long ways to go. But I realized that throughout this year, I realized that I had to set goals that I'm not going to obtain in five years. And really getting to that point, because I used to be so short-term motivated, and that's what, I honestly, <laughs> a long way to get to that answer. 2022 is just locking in on long-term goals and not caring about results. Um, I, I used to be a very result-driven person, 
And now I'm trying not to even care about my results. I'm just trying to go to work every day to build myself, to build my businesses and to build my family to be the best we can be. Man, I love that. That's awesome. I, I like the long answers. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I love I love those answers because it, it allows you to paint the picture of where it is you're trying to go and really just kind of take your time with it and not feel that you have to be rushed or you're like on a game show or or something like that but I, I like game shows too yeah yeah man if I could get a game like if I could get on oh what's that um deal or no deal or whatever <laughs> all right me, me and my wife we love watching oh what's one with Steve Harvey uh Family Feud yeah man yeah. if I could get on a game show and win a quick 20 grand 50 grand <laughs> yeah sign me up man I'd do it but um you know our life's not a game show and uh, that's one thing. If you're somebody who's chasing success, I'll, I'll tell you this, because I learned this the hard way too. Mm. Like a lot of us think success is the end of the journey. And it's mm. like, you know, I hit success in most people's mind at 23. So mm. if 23 was the end of my journey, then like, what the heck's the rest <laughs> of my life? So right. a lot of times we get to that point where it's like, we set this big goal. We have this thing we're chasing and we get it. And it's like, what's next? And mm. that's where I, that's like I said, when I set these long-term goals, I got short-term goals. I got like little things that I want to hit along the way and like little rewards, like, okay, Chance, when you hit this much, you get to buy a boat. Cause mm. like, man, we got like five lakes within an hour drive of me and they're, man, I would love to go out on the boat with the family a couple weekends and, and just go have fun and do that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, having that long-term vision and and shifting my mindset to realize like man success is is a journey there is no goal because if you set as a goal that you're going to hit then you're going to be disappointed when you hit it um and that's i mean i did that i hit my goals and i got disappointed so now i'm trying to set myself up where i'm never gonna i i'd never want to hit my goals like honestly like as soon as i start getting like a thousand to fifteen hundred acres i'm gonna up the number to i want ten thousand i want to buy a county i don't know i just keep running the numbers up because when I hate goals, that's like, you, yeah, it's it's just, <laughs> you kind of get to that point where it's like, oh, is this it? Am I yeah. done? We're never done. Yeah. And I love that. How, how can people get in touch with you? Like, how can they learn about the ranch and different things like that? Yeah, man. So you can follow us on TikTok, Instagram. Uh, those are the main two. We're on Facebook as well at Ghanam Ranch. So just G-O-N-N-A-M Ranch, R-A-N-C-H. Um, and then just GhanamRanch.net. We have all our info. You can you can get some beef shipped to you. We do grass-fed beef. We um we I fell in love with regenerative uh ranching. That's that's the big thing that like is my new passion in business and stuff because like you hear all this stuff, and I, like I said, I was vegan for two years, so I fell mm -hmm. for all the propaganda, but I also come from from the middle of nowhere at cornfields. And I realized that the way a lot of this vegan foods created isn't the best for the environment. It's not the best for the land. And regenerative agriculture is essentially raising animals outside. We rotate our animals consistently throughout our pastures. So we don't overgraze. We really let, we focus on building soil because the soil is what it's, they call them carbon sinks. When you build the soil, it absorbs the carbon out of the atmosphere and it grows amazing ecosystems, even in the small area. Like our property that we're on right now, they've never seen turkey out here. They've barely ever seen deer and stuff. And we've already got turkey on the property. Like we started seeing turkeys coming 
back and different stuff because of the way we've been managing the land. So that's what we do. And the cool part about it is it gives you the healthiest beef out there because as you're rotating them through the pasture, they're getting all that nutrition. And so, yeah, we, sh we ship to all 50 states, free shipping to the 48 states that aren't Alaska and Hawaii. Sorry if you guys got listeners out there, you got to pay for shipping because it's expensive to ship a big old cow. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so yeah, you guys can find us there. I love it, man. And one question I'd like to ask you from the the first question I asked you, are you still who you said you were? Yeah, yeah. I would say the only the only difference is I'm growing, man. Like that's the biggest thing is like that the idea of success and thinking like, okay, I'm this successful person as almost kind of the worst thoughts that I could have in my mind. Because you kind of get to this point where you then define success as like, I'm stopped or I'm done. And um, man, just being on that that journey of growth. And I like to say I'm trying to get 1% better. I, I love to um, <laughs> I love to look at myself and be like, Chance, you were a chump last week. Man, a month ago, you were horrible. Six months ago, what were you even thinking, you amateur? Like, And I can look back at that and I can truly say that because... I know I'm improving every day. And I know that the person you're talking to today is 10 times better than it was, you know, a year ago or even six months ago. So, you know, that's that's really my biggest thing is always focused on that growth and always trying to grow in all areas of life. I'm <laughs> my wife always makes fun of me because I go into these like micro pockets where it's like I only care about certain things at certain times. Yeah. But like if you look at your life, I'm I'm always trying to elevate every area. I'm just not good at doing them all at once. I just do one really good and then I switch and do another really good and then switch. I like that better. I've, I've been saying something similar to myself, just better today. And yep. just just focusing on that, uh, what what's right in front of me and, and doing my best to just give it all I got and then just go to bed happy. And this thought just keeps running through my mind when I'm like, what do, what do I, how do I want to be on my deathbed? And I think just... I want to be able to smile and just be like, I did all right. Yeah. Yeah, man. And when you can get to the point where you're not scared to die, that's a good place to be too. I, mm -hmm. I was scared of death a long time in my life. And when you get to that point where you're just satisfied and you're like, all right, man, if it happens today, it happens today. And if it doesn't, we're here to get the job done. Yeah. Well, I guess that's one way to stop. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on the podcast and uh, just sharing your story with me. It was very good to meet you over this uh, Zoom platform, this virtual platform, but great conversation. Great to hear your story, man. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for the opportunity. You're very welcome.